Hi, this is Brent White, and welcome back to my podcast. I've been recording a series of devotionals during the week throughout this COVID-19 crisis, and the following is one of them. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you and your family are staying safe, and I hope I'll see you soon. God bless you. Take care. Good evening, Tacoa First family, and welcome back to this series of devotionals that I'm sharing online. It's Monday, March 30th, and I've decided to broadcast from this very special and sacred place, our church's sanctuary. I know y'all haven't been in here in a while, and this is no substitute for actually being here live, but I do hope that you'll enjoy at least listening to me share this message right here. I was reminiscing recently, as I so often do, about the good old days of high school and elementary school, and I was reminiscing with a friend about our experience way back in first grade, 1976, 77. And back then, we had to go twice a week as a class to the library. And back in first grade, I couldn't pronounce library correctly. I called it the library. (laughs) We went to the library twice a week to learn how to check out books, to learn about the card catalog system. Remember that? To learn about the Dewey Decimal System. I don't know what that is, but it was important back then. Anyway, we had to go to library class. And, well, believe it or not, yours truly was not the best behaved child in library class. I often got into trouble. The librarian often had to scold me and correct me. And I'll never forget, she would always preface her words by saying this, I love you, but, I love you, but you can't glue the pages of the World Book Encyclopedia together with Elmer's glue. I love you, but... And she would always say it in that same sing-songy tone of voice. And, well, I wasn't the only kid in class who got in trouble, believe me. And so I would often hear her using those same words uh, with other kids as well. And look, I'm sure that there was a lot of good psychology that went into her decision to tell us that she loved us before she corrected us. It's just that she said it so often, so easily, and in that same tone of voice, well, it almost didn't sound quite sincere. It was almost like she was a robot. It would be like if, I don't know, if you have an iPhone, if Siri said, I love you. Or Alexa said, I love you. It seemed like maybe she was saying it just because she was supposed to be saying it. And we may wonder, is God's love for us a little bit like that? I mean, of course God loves us. His very nature is love, as the Apostle John tells us. And if we've been born again through faith in Christ, we've received this gift of eternal life, and we know that God's not going to yank that gift away from us. So is God stuck with us for eternity, whether he likes it or not? Or perhaps another way of putting it is this. 
We know God loves us, but does he like us? That's the question. Does he want to be with us or is he stuck with us? Well, when I'm tempted to feel troubled by thoughts like these, I have to turn to God's word. Because remember, our feelings, our emotions are wonderful, but they can lie to us. They can deceive us. And that's how we always, that's why we always need to check what we're feeling against the rock solid promises and truth of God's word. And so if you are tempted to think that God loves you, but doesn't like you, (laughs) he doesn't feel affection for you, consider verses such as these. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Psalm 37, 23. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. Psalm 147, 11. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the humble with salvation. Psalm 149.4. Remember, if we're in Christ, that means that we are a part of God's people. So these words from the Old Testament apply to us. And let's not forget the angels' words to those shepherds who were abiding in the fields, watching over their flocks by night in Luke chapter 2. The angel says to them, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Luke 2, 14. If we are Christians, that means that we are those people with whom God is pleased. Not to mention, by the way, the Song of Solomon. Yes, on one level, the Song of Solomon is a love poem between husband and wife, but the church has always rightly interpreted it on a figurative level as well to communicate the truth of God's love for his church, including you and me. And if that's a good interpretation, that means God loves us with the strongest of emotions. My point is to talk about God delighting in us or taking pleasure in us or being pleased with us means that God enjoys us. He enjoys being with us. God wants to be with us. He wants to spend eternity with us. We, in some sense, make God happy. We can do things for God that please him right now, that give God pleasure. If we're in Christ, it's no exaggeration to say that, yes, God even likes us. Besides, here's another way of looking at it. You don't have to exist at all. God did not have to make you, but he made you and is making you into the person that you are and that you are becoming because he wants you to be that person. If he didn't, he would have made you into someone else. Anyway, I hope that you find this encouraging. For example, when you pray or have a quiet time, Tell yourself something like this. God wants to spend time with me while I pray. 
and read his word. He wants to be in this kind of relationship with me. I bring God pleasure. God is pleased when I spend time with him or when I perform some act of Christian service. God takes pleasure in that. I'm thinking of that great movie, Chariots of Fire. Remember um, the, the athlete, the runner, Eric Little, Scottish, a, Scot a Scotsman, is running in the Olympics for Britain. And his, he's a missionary to China, but he's sort of uh, taking time away from the mission field in order to compete in the Olympics. And his sister is very worried about Eric. Maybe he'll be too distracted by sports to, um, to go back to the mission field. And, and Eric sets his sister's mind at ease. And he says, listen, um, I know that God's plan for me is to go to China and to be a missionary there, there. But God also made me fast. And when I run, I can feel God's pleasure. <laughs> well, I want us, I hope, I hope that we can all experience God's pleasure in us because God does take pleasure in you. Amen. Father Almighty, we are so grateful for these encouraging words. We pray that they will encourage us as we pray, as we read your word, as we do anything uh, in our lives. Uh, let us do so remembering that we have an opportunity to, to, to please you. God, these are uncertain times we're in right now. We pray for those who are sick. We pray that you would put a hedge of protection around our church family and around our, our own uh, families and keep us safe, that you would watch over us at every moment and that you would um, help ease our fears about what's happening to the economy during this difficult time. God, we know that you have a plan. Remind us that we're a part of your plan and you've got, you've got something good for us in the midst of this trouble and on the other side of it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.